Whistle Way podcast, we're talking about something that literally anyone and everyone can do better in their life and in their business. And that's really talking about leverage and how we can use that at all stages, specifically in our business today, um, how we can utilize leverage, why it's so important. And anyone from new agents to experienced agents to brokers, owners, some tips and tricks on how they can leverage their time, their energy, their resources better to help them be more successful, uh, more profitable, uh, have a better balance, kind of all of that in a whole. Today, I'm joined uh, with our my good friend, Meyer. Uh, Meyer has an extensive track record. I wrote it down, but I'm going to let you do it as well, explain it. Um, Meyer is one of the new directors of growth here at Whistle, which means he helps us grow our team. And uh, Meyer, why don't you give the, the listeners a little bit of, of your background and kind of what you, uh, kind of why they should listen to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be on this today. Uh, it's an amazing experience. I appreciate it. So my background is I uh, started a uh, real estate brokerage back in 2008. We were focused on selling short sales. Um, when that dried up, I ended up working for Keller Williams in Newport Beach. I was hired on as the team leader. I ran that office for five years until I launched my own office, KW Costa Mesa. Uh, I launched it from scratch from an idea and I became the franchise owner. Um, had that office up to about 300 agents, sold it in 2019, and then moved over to EXP in January of 2020. Uh, and today I actually hit my 600th agent in my uh, revenue share organization by using leverage and a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. And then a few short months ago, I actually joined forces with Whistle Realty. Um, Kyle is actually my sponsor in EXP. And after a few discussions, we decided it would be a great move for me to come on as, uh, come on as the director of growth. So now I'm here with Whistle Realty, hanging out with you great people and, and on this podcast. And this is Dope Studio, right? In the Dope Studio. Um, and so what I love about your background is you literally, like you said, you were at when you did, uh, when you were the operating principal for three years and brought it up to 300 agents. And even before that, for five years as team leader, you've literally worked with agents that probably got their licensed license yesterday, as well as high producing agents. So having you come on here talking about leverage, and again, going from that then to EXP, what were two, just over two years uh, ago, and growing that and leveraging your time to grow that. Um, there's a little bit of, you have a lot of knowledge, and I want to try and extract a little bit for each kind of uh, avatar that may be listening. So again, like I said, whether you're new, whether you're uh, a capping agent or an experienced agent or the top producing agent in your group, um, or if you have a team or you're growing your team, we're going to talk about all those things here. So before we get into that, uh, let's talk uh, about the Whistleway podcast. You guys are listening to the Whistleway podcast. This is the podcast where we give you tips, tricks, uh, and tools to help you grow your business, whether it be in real estate, mortgage, or really any business. If you like this, please do all of the great things that you would like other people to do. Like it, share it, comment. All of that, obviously, is important. And then if you want to get more information on uh, stuff like this, you can go to thewhistleway.com. From there, you can go see our private Facebook group, our YouTube channel, all the episodes of our podcast. Uh, join our referral network for people leaving San Diego. If they're leaving San Diego and going to Sacramento, we want to know who we can tell them to go to. So sign up with that. And join our newsletter where we send out weekly emails, um, tips, tricks, and tools, basically utilizing stuff from our podcast, from our weekly meetings, from our huddles, all the things that we do internally, not everything, but 
uh, what we do internally and send it out to you. Uh, that's thewhistleway.com. That out of the way, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about leverage. What when you say leverage, Meyer, what do you mean? Like, let's let's explain what that means. Yep. So um, when when I'm talking about leverage, what I want everyone out there to hear is that you should try to leverage everything that you can to buy your time back. So, for example, we're all salespeople. Mm -hmm. So the main way that we make money is through lead generation, meeting with clients. Everything else in between, putting up signs for an open house. That was the first one I was going to say. <laughs> putting up signs for an open house, um, ordering food for an open house, um, doing the paperwork, not using a transaction coordinator. Everything that can be done by somebody else can and should be leveraged because you need to spend your time and energy focusing on getting new business and closing business. And this doesn't only... Um, this is not only pertain to your real estate business. So I'll give you an example. If you're you're mowing your lawn in the morning and then cleaning your pool and then, you know, even making your own food, those are all things that could be leveraged to buy your time back. And your time as a real estate agent can be much, much higher on the ROI if you spend it in activities that are going to pay you more than, let's say, mowing your own lawn. So when I say leverage everything, I mean leverage everything that you can. So we, I needed to make sure I send this to my mom and let her know I'm not lazy. I'm leveraging. You're leveraging, um, yes. I, I have someone that mows my lawn. I, I remember the first time I hired a cleaning lady, my mom's like, wow, that's going to save you so much time. I said, no, because I just don't do the cleaning. <laughs> so it's actually going to get my house clean as opposed to me not doing it. Um, but yeah, 100%. And I like some of the things you said, and I'm going to bring this back again to me because it's my podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I remember my dad had his license. He did some, a couple transactions here and there. It was, he did mostly property management, but he had his license. And at one point he was like, Oh, I got a new, uh, a listing. And I, and I said, what, who are you going to use for transaction? Or he, I think he was complaining about the paperwork. I'm like, dad, don't do the paperwork. He's like, yeah, I could do it. I'm like, I know, but we have people that can do it Wait, this is literally they do all day, every day. They're better at it than you are. They're faster at it than you are. And and you're, and it's not, again, in the realm of things, it, it doesn't cost you anywhere near what it costs you for your time and your energy and your mindset. Like if there's things you're doing that you absolutely hate doing, but you're like, oh, I, I hate doing my photos for my properties. Like you absolutely should not. And, and also keep in mind, there's always somebody better at it than you. 100%. And so transaction coordinators, they are very good at dotting the I's and crossing the T's and harassing the clients and everybody else. Things that spend a lot of time and energy on that you may not be best suited for because I haven't seen a whole lot of real estate agents that are great with patience. And so that is a play of patience and getting somebody that's better at it than you. Personally, I've never done the paperwork on a real estate transaction and I've overseen billions and billions of dollars because I always leverage it to somebody else. I mean, same thing. And, and I, I don't want to belabor this point too much, but same thing. Like when you go to a doctor's appointment to get, to get a, a, a neurological scan, they're not checking you in and saying, Oh, let me call your insurance and make sure that this is coming. No, they have That's, a series of people that are all qualified to exactly. do what it takes. Exactly. And, and so it's, it's less expensive because they're not spending their time. And they're way better. I guarantee you, if you get a doctor trying to, my aunt who lives with me, uh, calls insurances and checks in. If you had a doctor or a real estate agent do that and be on hold for 45 minutes, it's never going to happen. 
There's like, I'll just pay for it. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So now we understand kind of what leverage is, why we should do it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go into, okay, pretend I'm a new agent. Just got my license three months ago. Haven't closed a deal yet. Cool. I hear you. I should hire a TC. I should hire someone to do these low activity, but I don't have any money and I don't have any money foreseeable because I don't have anything on the pipeline. How do I leverage? How do I use leverage when... Like that's scary, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question. And so leverage is not always hiring somebody to do a job for you. Um, if you're a new agent, the first thing I would recommend is to write down what your goal is. So Brian, if your goal was to sell, let's say 12 houses this year, then what I would do is I would create an org chart around that. And I would put all the different people that are going to help you to do that. Because everybody in real estate thinks, hey, I'm an independent contractor. It's up to me. I have to do everything on my own. Yet, when you join, let's say for a company like eXp, you can leverage your sponsor. Mm -hmm. Your sponsor has a vested interest in your success. So leveraging them at a high level, leveraging your mentor. All new agents get a mentor in real estate. That's pretty much mandatory at every brokerage. So leveraging the relationship you have with your mentor. Maybe getting a coach. It may be a little premature for some newer agents, but if they were smart and they were able to figure out a way to get into coaching, that would help them as well. So leveraging people that already have a vested interest in your success at a higher level. And if I could tell you how many times I've talked to new agents that said, hey, I have a problem or a question, and they don't reach out to these people, I'm just like, why? They get paid when you do deals and you're not asking them and now you're not going to do a deal. So leveraging the people that you already have around you and creating an org chart around it. And I'm going to add a few more. Um, leverage your lender. Leverage your lender, exactly. Uh, I can't tell you how many lenders would be would beg to work with someone that that has a deal. Lend, again, think about if you, if you could get, as a real estate agent, if you can get an investor that uh, they just started but then is going to do 12 deals a year and you're their person. I mean, if you're really struggling as a new agent, call up a dozen lenders. They'll take you out to meals all week. You'll have the whole month of meals taken care of because they'll take you out to lunch. Then in two weeks, they'll take you out to dinner. You got happy hour. Like, so leverage your lender, title company, escrow company. If you don't know, very easy. Just like you would on, uh, on Facebook if you're looking for a gardener. Hey, I'm looking to, to partner with a lender. Who do you know? <laughs> If you post that in a real estate group for San Diego or like if you post in, in a Facebook group, I'm looking for a real estate They'll agent. They'll be jumping out of oh the water. Oh my God. Like, yeah. So so lenders, escrow, title. Um, and you could also leverage your lender to help cover some of the expenses that you as a new agent can't cover. 100%. Such as an open house, sending out you know marketing pieces. They love to co-brand. There's mm -hmm. two sides of a postcard. You don't need to be on both and you don't need to pay for it all. You could also use this script with a lender for a new agent. Say, hey, I'm excited to work in your area. Do you have any pre-qualifications of, of clients that are looking for homes? I specialize in this area and I'd love to talk to your pre-qualified buyers. The lender doesn't make any money until they purchase a home. And our job is to find them a home that they love and that they're going to like. It's actually our fiduciary duty. And so that's a different way that you could leverage that relationship as well. What? That was gold. I have a feeling a bunch of lenders are going to get called up. I'm like, what? This, you have the third call I've had like this. What's going on? Uh, I love, love, love that. Okay. Um, so build out an org chart. This, this is something that we have done in uh, an EOS as well, uh, Entrepreneurial Organizational System. It's how we've restructured our business. And what they said, how we built this out is they said, with this org chart, every position 
needs to have a name and they're like top three jobs. And there can only be one name in that position. So if you have um, database manager, you can't say, oh, well, that's Aaron and that's Tom. No, no, no. You can have two database managers. One is Aaron and one is Tom. But you have you build out your org chart of everything you need. Um, and what you do is then you put the names of the people that are doing those jobs. And it could be, it, these aren't the names of the people that you're paying. Um, but again, it could be your lender. It can help. It can be your title person. Um, it could be could the be, manager in your office. It could be the uh -huh. broker. It could be the owner. And likely when you first start and when you build this out first out, your name is probably going to be in every seat. Let, it, me let me tell you a great story around that. Yeah. So when I was the operating principal of KW Costa Mesa, so I was the owner of that office. We had 300 agents. Very rarely would new agents come and ask me questions. I actually had one that came up to me and said, hey, I'd love to take you out to lunch and pick your brain as a new agent. They leveraged me as the owner and my two decades of experience in real estate and all my connections just by simply asking me, hey, I'd love to pick your brain for a couple hours over lunch. And so you could go, you know, really wide and deep for the amount of people in your org chart that can help you. A hundred percent. And and I love that. And it's not going to be a hundred percent yes rate. But again, if you ask five people, it's five, five questions. It's very easy. And one of them says yes. And then now every time I have a question, I'll be like, hey, Meyer, who should I reach out for an attorney for this? And you're like, this person. Like it doesn't take much of your time, but now we've built that relationship. Phenomenal. And like I said, it's probably going to be your name in a lot of those seats. But then as you grow, as you get business, you can say, okay, the first person I'm hiring is a TC because I hate this. I'm bad at it and I, I need it fast. So boom, TC. Exactly. Um, love that. Um, and you also don't have to hire people full time. There's companies you can use to... BAs, TaskRabbit. TaskRabbit. There's all types of mm -hmm. different... I love that. Okay. So I think that was a lot of good tips for a new agent. Let's move on to an experienced agent. This is an agent that's done a good amount. Of, it's, it's hard to say because in San Diego, 12 deals a year is great. In, in Nebraska, it's like, <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you woken up this morning? I, I did 12 deals yesterday, right? Um, but a good amount of deals. They've been in the business for a while. They've got kind of some routines down. Maybe they have some hires. How do, how do they, what, what are some tips for them to leverage? The number one thing you could do as an experienced or seasoned agent to build leverage is hire an admin. Mm. Hire an admin, hire an admin, hire an admin. If you don't have an admin, that means you're the admin and that means you're doing work for you know 10 or $20 an hour as opposed to lead generating where you can make a few hundred or a few thousand dollars per hour. Um, it makes your team more stable. You can hire an admin that can come in and build in models and systems to streamline everything, not only for yourself, but also for your clients. So your clients get a better level of service, which is why they're choosing you, which is how you're going to get repeat business, which is how you're going to get better ROI. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We, we, we've grown and grown and grown. We have a team that does this now for all our agents, but think about if you were using your admin to schedule showings, and to say, okay, these are the five houses I want to see. This is the order it needs to be in to be the most efficient. Um, this is, you know, this one won't allow us to do it. This time. so doing all that, confirming the showings, it's going to take you hours and, and following up and wait. Oh, now no, they said they can't do one o'clock and I, and the re, like hours. Or so, what's your time more valuable? Doing that or going to a networking meeting? Doing that or uh, prospecting? Doing that. Or uh, following up on your leads. Like those are the things that your agent can't do, or sorry, your admin can't do. The 
the prospecting, the networking, the business to business, taking people out to lunch. Your admin can't build your personal relationships. They can do all the, everything else they can do. Scheduling your showings, putting out signs, uh, running social media stuff, uh, TCing files. Like you're going to want to find someone that can be a little bit of everything. And again, then you have your org chart. You already built that out. And now on the full right side of where you had, you know, you know, this person's schedule showing, now you fill their name into that org chart. And when they get busy or, or when they master that, they take over other things. Or when they get a capacity, then you know where to fill in. Exactly. I love that. Um, okay. So hire an admin. And do you, do you think it's best to have in-person admin or do you think um, hiring some virtual assistants? What's your opinion? Personally, I think in-person is the best. Okay. Um, there's a lot of activities that an admin could do virtually, but there's a lot of activities that they need to be there physically, like cleaning the office, being a runner, getting coffee, putting out signs, you know, greeting clients when they come into the office. A virtual can't do a lot of those things. Yeah, we just put them on a TV screen and we'll just drive them around. <laughs> right? And so if we, we recommend that your admin over time should get their own VAs mm -hmm. to handle tasks that they don't want to do or that somebody else could do, um, you know, much cheaper and much quicker. So the leverage doesn't only extend to you as the manager, the owner, the team leader. It extends to your people as well. You guys have a ton of uh, VAs that help your staff as well, right? 100%. So it just makes it more of a streamlined process. But your first hire should be an in-person admin, in my opinion. And is that before you get a buyer's agent? Absolutely. Okay. If you get a buyer's agent before you get an admin, then you're the admin for yourself and for your buyer's agent. Oh, good. Double admin work. That's what everyone, every agent wants to do. I would like more admin work, please. And the question a lot of people ask is, you know, okay, well, I don't have enough money or how much money do I need to get an admin? Yeah. Well, the answer is you need to get an admin right away. And if you don't have enough money to pay them, then you need to make sure that they're going to help you in your business. So you could do more lead generation to cover the, their costs. And so we found over and over and over by hiring an admin, agents can double, triple, or quadruple their GCI and only having to give out a small piece of that to the admin, they net a lot more money and they net a lot more of their time back. And it's a better quality of life, a better experience for their, for their, their clients. clients. Um, and one of the things, Kyle's favorite thing is when he sees agents buy a house, buy a fancy car, or hire someone. He says, I love it because now, now they have to make money. Now you they, have to. they can't be lazy. Oh, they just had a baby? That you guarantee they're not gonna they're gonna have a, a harder work ethic because they value their time more um, because they want to spend more time with their family they want to spend more time dri driving their cool car or they have the guilt of I have to provide for another human being that I've hired on my team and so if if I fail I have failed them who have then failed their family it's it's a downstream effect so whether you've got that nice Catholic guilt that I've got growing <laughs> up or, or that that hey I want to spend time with my co cool new toys in the desert or whatever. Um, or family, uh, buying that and like, th there's no better accountability than the bank repoing your shit, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you have to, we have to come up with their payroll in two weeks uh -huh. and you don't have enough business to do it. You'll most likely go out and get some more business. Mm -hmm. You'll, fig you'll, you'll figure, figure it out, it out. Or, or, or not. Um, and, and that's a whole different scenario. That happens too. Uh, um, all right, let's move on to brokers, managers, team leaders, Kind of, I'm putting those all in the same bunch, different names for mm -hmm. a bunch of different things. Uh, how can they leverage? So for teams, the best way to leverage is to bring on great salespeople after you already have an admin. 
So um, bringing on a showing assistant, bringing on a buyer's agent, bringing on a lead buyer's agent, bringing on a listing agent. And in that order is the way that I would recommend to okay, do it. Okay, do it again. Because you you said it really fast and I went to write it down. I was like, oh, I've already missed it. Yep. So, so first you start off as an agent. You're selling a bunch of houses. Let's say you sell 12 or 15. Now you have enough money and enough business to hire an admin. Mm -hmm. So you go out, you find yourself a great admin. Now you're a team. You're two people. Once you find that you're too busy to do all of the showings, which is the first point that I'd leverage in the sales side, is I would hire a showing assistant. Showing assistant's just a licensed agent that's willing to go show properties for buyers that you're already working with. They're basically opening doors for you know five per ten, five or ten percent of the commission or a small fixed rate, so that they can get a little experience in the business. Once that showing assistant has done 10 or 20 showings of clothes and their experience, I would graduate them into a buyer's agent. And then they would go ahead and start meeting with clients, negotiating with them, and then leveraging the showings to their own showing assistant. Eventually that buyer's agent would graduate to becoming the lead buyer's agent to hire you know, multiple buyer's agents, depending on how many buyer leads you have. And then that buy lead buyer's agent would end up being your listing agent. And then you would be the CEO of your business and they would be the listing agent. They would be, they would, you would have a buyer's agent with a team of buyer's agents underneath them and some showing assistants. And your admin would be overseeing everything, sending the direct reports to you. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Uh, one thing I want to, uh, a poke, a, a small hole in there is not always will your showing assistant go to, to graduate all the way up this Correct. ladder to your listing agent. They may want to stay showing agent. They may want to just be a buyer's agent. They may, because they may be, we've had, we have, and we've had agents on our team phenomenal with buyers, but they don't want to manage agents. They don't want, they don't, they don't want the high D personalities of, of a lot of listings. I just want to show people buyers. I, I, it fills my cup. You know, it's more work, but then I get to see this family move into a home. I get to see this military uh, person, you know, transition into, into their next place. Like that's that fills their cup. Absolutely. Um, I, I've seen million dollar buyers agents. So they're making absolutely. a million bucks a year, you know, and they're, they're as happy as can be. And so whatever role they want to stay in your organization, keep them in it, keep them happy, make sure they have great leads, make sure your admin's supporting them. And so they don't necessarily have to graduate up, but those are the positions in your company that will end up graduating for you. You're going to need to find somebody amazing to fill them. My widget of the week, I'm, I'm going to tease it now and I'll talk about it in a little bit. It's it's called GWC and it's what we use here, uh, part of EOS. And it's going to help you figure out where the people need to be um, and if they're the right person. But we'll talk about it more. But GWC, that's my widget of the GWC, week. GWC, got it. Do, do you know what it is? Um, Don't I say it. I have no you know. idea. Okay, good. It. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. so. They so brokers, managers, teams, they leverage uh, other people below them. Now, when do they you hire more admin or a TC specifically? Or um, when does that grow? Because we talked about agents, and obviously, you have an admin for you. And then as you grow, a showing assistant, a buyer's agent, lead buyer's agent. So you have multiple. I mean, you, you got a team of six, seven, eight, ten. Probably one admin is not going to be able to do all of that work. You know, it, it depends on the team structure. Um, there's no, there's no um, number at that. You know, at 42 sales, 
We need to hire a second person. But I want that number. Just tell me the number. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when 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 people are working full time and they can't handle their workload, at that point, we recommend that the admin takes on VAs to cover a lot of their tasks. I've seen teams with, you know, with one or two salespeople and an admin selling $200 million in real estate a year, um, keeping it really um, nice and tight. So um, there's no number. When when they need help, they should go out and hire help. And then one more thing I wanted to add in. So we, we kind of grouped in um, teams, uh, but for brokers and managers, what I would recommend for their leverage point is to leverage a more powerful business model like eXp. Um, I was a broker owner manager for, for many, many years and just found that eXp was a much better model to run my business. When I ran my business, I was in charge of everything. I was in charge of the HR. I was in charge of the marketing. I was in charge of coming up with technology. I was in charge of growth, recruiting, coaching, everything. And I was liable for everything as well. <laughs> that was Kyle's number one. He was in charge of when we got sued or when an agent did something stupid and got sued. Yep. He's like, this is stupid. <laughs> a week before I sold my office, I got a lawsuit in the mail. And it was from two agents in the office that did something stupid, had nothing to do with real estate or selling a home or anything. It was just two people in the office that ended up doing something they shouldn't have. And one of them felt that it was the fault of the office that the other agent was there and they sued us and we actually had to settle. Um, our attorney advised us that it's much cheaper to settle with them in a five figure settlement than it was to go to court. Um, and so that that took a big ding on the office, on the finances, on my personal finances, which is when I realized, wow, I do not want to hold or handle the liability for a single real estate transaction ever again. And when I joined eXp, I was able to double the size of my office through my revenue share organization, take off 10 of the hats that I was doing, and I got to leverage those out, and I'm not liable for anything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's phenomenal. And if and if you're in a position where you think, how do I say this? If you're in a position that you think, hey, maybe there's something better out there, take a look around, right? And and what what I think is is great is when you're looking around and you can say, oh, brokerage or team or or what? And this is for anyone. If if you're a broker owner, if you're a team agent, there's no fault in looking at what else is out there. And our team has become much better because of that. Um, so, you know, someone tries to, someone tries to recruit our team member and they say, oh, they say we, they can do that. Oh, we can do that. That's easy. That's the three steps done. You have it. And so it makes our team better. Um, and it can make your team better. Or, or you can say, Hey, this is something that based on the model, based on the team, based on the group or the company, it's, it's completely counterintuitive to how they build things. Being able to switch this is not going to be a, a light switch. And that's when you can start, um, looking at other options. Yeah, and you know, just to let you know, and for our audience out there, before I joined eXp, I interviewed with 10 of the largest brokerages in the United States. So I didn't look at one opportunity, I looked at all of them. Yeah. And then I was able to make the best educated decision for my future and my family's future. But definitely, if you're not happy where you're at, if you have a ceiling on your growth, your income, your leverage, anything at all, there's other opportunities that are right across the street, literally, um, <laughs> literally for you that you can come in and check out. Speaking of literally, we have on this street, we have two other uh, agents and one of them just joined with us because she, I saw her signs. She she came up and it was really funny because I, I have the same philosophy and then we'll get to our widget of the week. But she's like, yeah, I saw you build out the the this 
office and it's beautiful and I was pissed and I hated it. And so I said, I'm going to join. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. I love it. Um, all right. So before we get into the whistle widget of the week, if you guys enjoyed this, if you saw value, if you um, got some takeaways, let us know in the comments. Let us know in a review. That would mean the world to us. Just like you ask, beg, plead for your clients to leave you a review because the word of mouth helps grow your business. Uh, writing a review or sharing this with someone that you know will absolutely help grow our audience and will help us continue to do more and more and more like this. Um, I don't know if you know, but we look exactly what does well and we bring on people or we bring up subjects to talk specifically about what you guys like to see. So let us know in the comments anywhere you're seeing this, what you liked, what you didn't, um, so we can tweak this and make it better for you. Again, don't forget to go to thewhistleway.com. From there, you can join our Facebook group, learn more about our podcast, our uh, YouTube channel, our um, outbound referral system. Uh, you can ask a question. You can learn more about ways to get inbound referrals, the strategy we, Kyle and I have been using for eight years of how to build inbound referrals by utilizing your community and actually creating cool content that your community actually wants to see. Um, that's called our Media Mayor Mastermind course. You can learn about that and you can ask a question. I think there's one more. Oh, you can join our newsletter. That website's getting busy. I got to redesign that. That's busy, yeah. um, but I like it. So that's all there. Let's break into our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our business, uh, in our life, something that saves us time, makes us money, helps us have more fun, or maybe even as kind of a secret weapon. And so I know you have one. I have one. Who would you like to go first? Um, you go first. All right. So I teased this earlier in the episode. I talked about GWC. And this is something that we uh, learn from the EOS system. And it's, I think they actually call it, it's part of the people analyzer. And basically saying, does this person, we talked about this earlier in the episode when we said show, hiring a showing assistant, graduating to a buyer's agent, graduating to a lead buyer's agent, graduating them to a listing agent. And we have done this in our team where we've graduated people and then said, does this person, and they're not working out well, right? And we say, does this person GWC it? Do they get it? Do they understand the job? Do they know that this is what's expected of them and they're not matching it, right? Do they get it? Mm -hmm. Do they want the job? You could have a great salesperson, a great buyer's agent they, that is phenomenal. They understand what a, a listing agent does. They kind of hate listings. They love that interaction with, with the, the people throughout the process. Do they want the job? And C is capacity. Do they have the capacity to do this? And we know um, with a, a variety of factors based on skill, based on growth potential based on knowledge, based on personality type. Do they have the capacity to do this? Kyle Whistle does not have the capacity to be a good transaction coordinator. He's phenomenal at what he does. He would be fired within a week of being a transaction. I he agree. cannot <laughs> read the details, handle it, fault. He can't do it. Not for long. I don't think he'd be fired. I think he'd quit within a day. Um, so do, do your, does your people, do your people get it, want it, and have capacity? And if not, doesn't mean you should fire them but is there a different seat on the bus? Is there a different position where they would excel if they're a fit for your company? So that's that's what I recommend if you're having trouble with an employee, with an agent, figure out do they get it, do they want it, do they have the capacity to do it? And if they're missing one, they're not in the right seat. Do they need to be out of your company or can you reassign them to another seat that they get, want, and have capacity for? I love that. And actually, um, it brings up something that I want to talk about uh, for hiring your admin. Never hire an admin that wants to be a salesperson. 
and never hire a salesperson that wants to be an admin. They are two distinctly unique characteristics. Hire an admin that wants to be an admin forever. Hire salespeople that want to be salespeople. We've hired admin that said, hey, I'll do admin for a year, but then I wanted to jump into sales and all they cared about was sales. I would say that is true 99% of the time. We have one of our agents, Cody Stam, was cut. he had the right mindset. He said, hey, I'm going to go backwards three steps because I know and I'll commit to you for two years and I'll sit and I'll learn and I'll pick up your dry cleaning and I'll go on listing appointments with you and I'll set out your signs and I'll help you host. I'll do all the, all the shit work knowing that in two years I want to become an agent. Um, and that was agreed upon early on. And it takes a very special person at yep. a very special point in your life to be able to do that and say, I'm going to go from making 60 grand a year to making minimum wage. Um, that's a hard pill to swallow, ego, financially. Um, but then he was able to come in and make 200K his first year. Not a bad deal. So I wouldn't say never, but it's a very bad idea almost always. It's a very bad <laughs> idea almost always. And I've been burned by it many times. Yes. So, um, yeah, so time for my widget. So my widget is the easiest thing in the world. So everything we talked about was leverage, hiring people, getting that org chart around you. And the number one place that I've found almost all of the talent I have over the last 15 years, believe it or not, and you may not believe it, is Craigslist. So I have put up more Craigslist ads than pretty much anybody else. And the most talented people that I have hired over the last two decades have come from Craigslist. I've actually hired seven KW team leaders from the same Craigslist ad that I would put up. Um, I've hired $50 million producers and agents and teams from Craigslist ads. Now I've tried everything from ZipRecruiter to WiseHire, Indeed, everything in between. Craigslist for me has always worked out the best. I don't know why. There are talented people on there. They are looking, and it's not something that you should um, that you should just skip over. I'm I'm flabbered. My gut says he said, "Hey, if you didn't say you have your track record, you're like let's try Craigslist." I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks." Like. Uh shook 10 out of 10 people i tell that to say no way and then i introduce them to people that i hired <laughs> off craigslist and they're like wow i mean it, it goes back to kind of the behavior of your avatar what are they doing where are they searching um apparently they're searching craigslist i mean i know i used to search Craig, craigslist as a photographer looking for photography jobs i mean obviously that's where they're going yeah so. there's talented people on there i i, I mean I was on Craigslist before, so I definitely believe it. So anyways, that is our show today. Thank you so much, Meyer. Thanks for having, thanks. For having us. Thanks for joining <laughs> and giving massive, massive value. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian.